Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Saturday, November the 12th. Ian Cameron uh, with you. I might be flying solo today. Alex B. Smith's been under the weather the last a few days. Uh, he was hoping to be on today, um, but maybe battling the elements a little bit. Uh, we hope he's feeling better soon. And it's funny, I was doing a college football show on another uh, channel, another platform, Pub Sports Radio. I'm sure many of you, you're familiar with it. Uh, and two of our you know, people on that show are feeling under the weather today and weren't able to be on. So it's tough times. I mean, uh, we got a lot of uh, wound. I've got a lot of wounded on air teammates these days uh, here uh, on uh, various shows that I do uh, throughout the week. But nevertheless, we are here and we are ready to break down this loaded Saturday college, not college football, NHL hockey car. I got college football in the brain because I got college football games on televisions and screens all around me. Uh, here uh, so far to start the uh, day, but we've got lots of hockey as well. Uh, it is a big Saturday of sports, and certainly as usual with the NHL, it is a loaded NHL card. Uh, so let's get to it. We will start with Ottawa and Philadelphia. We have the uh, Ottawa Senators, minus 120, minus 125 road favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, there's no question about it that the uh, Ottawa Senators in a uh, bit of a rut right now uh, not playing good hockey at the moment, uh, trying to get the uh, ship righted, if you will. We'll see if they can manage to do that here this afternoon against the Flyers. Normally, I always say this, don't step in front of the falling night. Don't try to back these teams that are you know, in a bit, bit of a, a losing streak and not playing good hockey. But when you look at this game with the Sens and the Flyers, I think Ottawa's got, I think the price is good here with Ottawa. I know they're winless on the road, no question. And Philadelphia certainly played a lot better than a lot of people expected uh, coming into the season. Uh, but I think this is a good spot here for Ottawa. Uh, these teams played just last Saturday against one another, and Philly went into Ottawa, beat the Senators. You got a little revenge angle. In fact, these these little short turnaround revenge angles have really been working out quite well the last week. If you look at two examples, we saw the New York Rangers avenge a loss to Detroit last weekend. They went to Detroit, and they beat up the Red Wings 8-2 to the other night. And last night, we saw Minnesota, after getting shut out by the Seattle Kraken in Minnesota, Minnesota responded and beat Seattle 1-0 last night. So these little revenge angles, uh, just in the short term, they've been uh, working pretty well here uh, going into this game. So, uh, and, and to me, when it's all said and done, you got to think Ottawa's going to end up uh, higher up in the standings than Philadelphia. Philadelphia, like I said, they've kind of played over their heads. Credit to Tortorella because he's got the team, like I said, playing hard, buying into defense, but that can only take you so long. And let's not forget this team is uh, two and four in their last six games. So they're showing some signs of kind of looking more and more like that flyer team we thought was going to struggle. Even though New Jersey or Ottawa lost another game to New Jersey, their seventh straight loss against uh, New Jersey the other night for this Ottawa team, I thought it was one of their better games during this losing streak. I thought they played better. They had opportunities. They took a very good Devils team to overtime. I think that's something they can build on. Uh, obviously, this has not been the stretch of hockey they wanted, but I think there's an opportunity for them to get back on track here in this early afternoon game. Uh, Cam Talbot, Carter Hart, by the way, uh, are going to be the uh, – 
starting goaltenders uh, in this game. I like Ottawa here at the minus 125 price. I do lean over. I might have a small, small, small bet on that um, just because Ottawa has been an over machine, although Philly doesn't want to play that way. But I'd like the Ottawa side. And from a prop standpoint, I still say Stutzla, Broussard, Pinto, the three centers. That is where your value is with the Ottawa props right now. Philly, I think Owen Tippett and Wade Allison uh, remain the guys that I think they're getting chances. They're not exactly priced like it uh, in terms of their uh, player prop right now. Uh, so those are options I would look at as well uh, in that uh, Ottawa-Philadelphia game if I were to look at some props involving the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in that game. All right, next up, we've got Edmonton and Florida uh, in the uh, second afternoon, in the other afternoon game. This is the only other afternoon game uh, that's taking place in the NHL. Florida, minus 170, home favorite, six and a half, seven the total in some spots. So uh, make sure you shop around. If you like six, if you like the over, Find one of the books that have, has a six and a half. If you like the under, find one of the books that has seven uh, when it comes to uh, this game. Um, obviously, look, uh, the the Carolina game was a disaster. Edmonton in their own end was just not good enough. Too soft in front of the net. Too many turnovers. Too easy for Carolina to get those quality scoring areas. And obviously, porous goaltending from Jack Campbell. I said on Twitter, it hurts to really reprimand and rip apart and criticize Jack Campbell. He's universally thought of to be one of the best people and teammates in the league, but you have to separate the person and he's the human being. We all should be, let's be honest in terms of how he carries himself. But at the same point in time, you got to separate the player from the performer and the goaltender, if you will, on the ice. And right now he's having a tough start to the season. There's no question about that uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, definitely, I think it's a, a situation where, um, I, when you look at this matchup here, uh, Edmonton trying to bounce back uh, from that debacle they had against uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. We don't know who's in net yet for Edmonton. You know, you would think it's going to be Skinner, Stuart Skinner, because of just how much the um, Oilers or how much Jack Campbell's struggling. You'd, th you'd think they'd go to Skinner here for this game, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. It will be Spencer Knight for Florida. He's playing really well, 5-1-1, one, and 2.18 one, goals against average, 9.25 save percentage. This will be his third straight start. And Sergei Bobrovsky's not injured. He's not hurt. He's, he's able to play. This is not an injury situation. This is Paul Maurice realizing what I think we all thought coming into the season, that Spencer Knight's the better goalie right now. This kid's going to be good. We think he's going to have a pretty good career here in the National Hockey League, and he is definitely playing well at the moment for the uh, Florida Panthers in between the uh, pipes. Uh, nevertheless, it does feel like Florida is the overvalued commodity. Edmonton's the undervalued commodity. There's no question about that. You would have said before the season you ever have an opportunity to take Edmonton at plus 150, plus 155 against Florida. You'd probably like that opportunity. But at the same time, we got to wait to see who's in net. I'm not as enthusiastic. It's one of those games where if Campbell's in net, I'd probably lean over. If it's Skinner in net, I probably would take a shot with Edmonton here. The one thing about Edmonton is when they're off a really bad, like a really bad performance, we've seen uh, this team's ability to bounce back in the past uh, on display. I think there's a chance that happens here. And again, when you look at this road trip now, they're one and two. Uh, this is the last game of that road trip, a chance to salvage a five on five. A road trip here. So again, I kind of think there's value in this price with Edmonton. I know people have soured on them because of the defensive struggles, because of Jack Campbell not playing well in net, but value is value. You know, and, and in my opinion here, 
uh, Edmonton getting a little too much price here. And to be honest with you with Florida, you know, they, they played a Carolina team that is, has been kind of erratic up and down, 3 nothing. Carolina, actually, to me, they've been okay, but they've not been as impressive to me as they've been in past seasons. Uh, they, they struggled with Anaheim, but won that game. They barely beat San Jose. Uh, you know, there's been 5-3 against Ottawa. That was a close game. Four, they lost 4-3 to Chicago, 4-3-2 to Florida, or to, to Chicago, 4-3 to Philadelphia. They beat the Islanders only by a goal. They lose, you know, everything. They've been in a lot of tight games, Florida, close games. And even the Carolina game, that was close right through in the third period. And then they got an insurance goal and then eventually an empty net goal uh, in that game. Uh, so we will see. Uh, again, we're just waiting to see who's in net. I, I'd be shocked if it's not Stuart Skinner. But again, we can't take anything for granted uh, until we get confirmation. Like we didn't expect Jake Ottinger to come back last night for Dallas. And then all of a sudden, morning skate, they're talking about, ah, I think he's ready to come back. And to be honest with you, he didn't look ready to come back last night. I thought he was definitely a signs of some rust following the uh, injury absence from Ottinger last night. So again, we don't have a goalie confirmation yet here for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. If it is Skinner, though, I think you could do worse than taking a shot with a live road underdog feeling embarrassed uh, after a, um, you know, after a bad performance against Carolina, I still, I still think Florida is flawed in some aspects. They're they're winning some games lately. I get that, but I think you get Edmonton's best today. I really do. After what we saw against Carolina, and I think they could be live as a road dog in this game. There's our guy, Alex B. Smith. Uh, I'm in the chat with you only today. Not much of a voice today. I know my colleagues across the board. Doesn't matter if it's Alex. Doesn't matter if it's my Pub Sports Radio college football. Guys, two of them, like I said, missed the show today because one's in the hospital and the other has got on antibiotics because he's that sick. So uh, it's uh, tough times for a lot of people I work with. Um, it's definitely a situation where uh, that's it's going around right now, people feeling under the weather. But uh, Alex will be back with us again as soon as he's feeling better. He is in the chat, and it looks like he's given out his uh, plays that he likes for uh, the card today. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Alex is there giving out the uh, plays that he likes here for this Saturday card. All right, so those are the two afternoon games. Uh, let's move our uh, – by the way, we've got uh, lots of uh, – Kyler Yamamoto, I should point out, is going to be out today for Edmonton. Um, Dylan Holloway, just a, another bad defensive game. Like, this guy's really struggling. Like, he's not, he's not playing well away from the puck right now for Edmonton. I'd like to say that he's trustworthy or to take him in terms of his goal score prop today on the second line, but his ice time was reduced the other night after, you know, a turnover or two, and it's just uh, not a great situation there. Uh, for Florida, uh, Carter Verhage starting to feel it for them. I wouldn't mind a player prop with him. Uh, E2 Cool Mint Lusterinen, as I like to call him, on the third line, and Colin White might be some prop value options as well uh, if you're looking at props involving the Panthers here uh, in this game. All right, let's continue along now. Next up here on this uh, Saturday night card. The rest of the games, by the way, are all uh, Saturday night games. We'll start with Pittsburgh uh, and Montreal. We've got uh, Pittsburgh here, minus 160, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Kind of think Montreal is live home underdog here, honestly. Pittsburgh now on the second night of back-to-back -back games, beating Toronto in the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame game last night, four to two. Uh, to be quite honest with you, that was a beautiful moment with uh, Boria Salming the legendary defenseman for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto wasn't the best team in the 70s, but boy, what a player he and Daryl Sittler were for the Leafs during that era. Uh, just a terrific goal scorer 
a gifted goal scorer with Sittler and one of the best fluid skating, good at both ends of the ice type of defenseman was Boria Salming in his day with the Leafs back in the uh, 70s. And to see them reunited on the ice, we know the the struggle uh, that uh, Boria Salming uh, is going through right now uh, with his health uh, at the moment uh, as he is currently uh, battling uh, ALS. I mean, it's just uh, absolutely uh, heartbreaking uh, to see what he's going through. And just that moment and getting the standing ovation uh, from the uh, Toronto faithful last night uh, when they were uh, honoring the Holy Hall of Fame inductees for this year was hard not to get choked up a little bit. Even me. I mean, I was just, wow, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff right there. And it, it's a reminder to all of us, you know what, let's, let's be thankful for our health. Let's not take it for granted uh, that, that we get to, uh, you know, be here every day and still, you know, be relatively healthy, be able to live our lives uh, and, and not have, you know, a major, massive, life-threatening disease uh, stricken us the way it has uh, Salming, for instance. So definitely it makes puts things in perspective, no question about that. Um, Pittsburgh now has won two in a row um, uh, since the losing streak, and that's what you often see, right? You see a team that goes through the abyss, goes through the, d- the darkness, comes out and finally sees the light at the end of the tunnel, and after a long losing streak, they start to turn it up and win games. So, you know, Pittsburgh might be about to go on a streak, but this is still a tricky spot back to back on the road. It looks like they're probably going to start a uh, Tristan Jari and net. It was Casey DeSmith again last night. And DeSmith has, believe it or not, in the short term, been a little bit better uh, goaltender uh, than um, Tristan Jari. But I would think we're going to see Jari tonight in this game uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember that Montreal uh, has already um, Montreal has already uh, beaten Pittsburgh at home this year. So keep that in mind. The Montreal Canadiens have already uh, been able to beat the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins once this year at home. Uh, again, the spot here is a little dubious, playing back-to-back on the road uh, after being in Toronto and getting the victory last night. Pittsburgh seems to be maybe starting to show signs of putting it together. So for that reason, I'm going to keep this a small bet, but I lean. Mon- I, I'm going to look toward Montreal Flyer. The, the underdog bets have been pretty solid for me lately. I've taken shots like this. Uh, and look, Montreal is playing solid hockey at the moment. Back-to-back victories over Detroit and Vancouver. Uh, pretty solid performances. They gave Vegas a good battle last Saturday night at home, 6-4. to four. They were right in that game from start to finish. I mean, this is a competitive squad most nights. You know, the last seven games, they're three and three or six games. They're three and, or four, seven games. They're four and three uh, in their last seven games. And the losses were all, you know, close losses. The Winnipeg OT loss, Vegas, they were in the game, a good Golden Knights team. And then, of course, the uh, Minnesota game, it got away from them in the third period. That, But that was relatively competitive most of the way. So I like Montreal a little bit here uh, as a home underdog. As far as props go, I'm sticking with Kirby Doc. We're rolling with him again on the top line. He has definitely found chemistry with Suzuki and Caulfield. And I'd take Suzuki goal score prop. Uh, Suzuki points. Nick Suzuki, I'll tell you what, maybe it's becoming the captain of this team. I can't explain it, but Nick Suzuki has really uh, taken uh, off this season and been excellent for the Canadians. Nine goals, eight assists. He's already got 17 points. He has scored a goal in five of the last six games uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens and a total of six goals uh, in the last six games as well. Uh, He's on a torrid tear right now. Uh, and when you look at his numbers, too, multiple of uh, goals have come on the power play. So maybe even the power play point for 
Uh, Nick Suzuki might be something you consider here uh, in this matchup between uh, Pittsburgh uh, and Montreal. I'm with Alex here, my colleague, saying uh, I lean over, but I'm going to maybe look at an over five and a half. Maybe look for something better because a fatigue spot for Pittsburgh, I could see them being a little bit sloppier tonight uh, in this game and seeing goals, but I'm going to hope for something a little bit better than six and a half when it comes to the total here. All right, next up, we've got Boston taking on Buffalo. Uh, the uh, Bruins here about minus 170 uh, road favorites here in Buffalo. Uh, six and a half the total in this game. Certainly the Bruins, uh, very, uh, what can you say? The Bruins are playing excellent hockey, no mistake about it. Uh, they now pretty much have everybody back. Charlie McAvoy returns. And Jimmy Murphy was on the show Thursday. He said he thought he, that there was a chance that Charlie McAvoy could find the back of the net uh, in his return to the Boston Bruins against Calgary. And sure enough, that's exactly what he did. Uh, he got on the scoreboard uh, for the uh, Bruins uh, in his first game back. Very impressive. Buffalo needs to turn the ship or uh, right the ship because they've now lost four in a row. I can already imagine uh, people and the fan base saying, uh-oh, is Buffalo going to do this again? Great start, not be able to sustain it. I like the over here a little bit in this game, but again, going to wait to see if I can get something a little bit better in game, but I lean that way. The Bruins offense has been held down a little bit here the last three games, scoring two against uh, or one goal, sorry, against Toronto, three against St. Louis, three against Calgary, but Sabres are hemorrhaging goals the last four games. Their defensive play hasn't been nearly as good. And to be honest with you, you know, they've been banged up a little on the blue line, but remember, this is a very young group. This is a group that's going to be very good in time, but they're going to have their rough nights, especially when you've got two of your starting defensemen and Matias Samuelson and Henry Yokoharyu uh, out of the lineup. So uh, you're going to see this team make some mistakes at the defensive end of the ice. So the over is what I would look at here uh, rather than uh, either side. We know uh, the Sabres, and that's the thing. The Sabres, you're right. They've gotten their chances. They've carried the play uh, at certain times in games, but it seems like the mistakes they're making are, are ending up in the back of the net right now uh, for uh, the buff uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. And unfortunately for them, uh, that ends up being a situation that's costing them. You know, are they generating more than the opponent? Yes. But at the same time, they're also, uh, you know, not making every little mistake they make defensively with the puck. They're paying the price for it right now, giving up five to Carolina, five to Tampa, four to Arizona, seven, of course, to Vegas. Although one of those goals was the Jack Eichel empty net goal, which gave him the hat trick. Um, so I think they'll see, I think you'll see some goals here. I think you'll see the Bruins too. I think with Boston too, something to keep in mind is, you know, on the road this year, they've kind of trended over. I mean, against New York on the road, a five, two game Pittsburgh, six, five game uh, on the road. You know, they've, the, uh, you know, they've kind of played a little bit more looser defensively uh, away from TD garden in some of these recent games. So yeah, that's what I would look at here over six and a half, but I also might look for, uh, bet a little bit before the game and then wait to bet a little bit more on the over and see if I can get a better in-game uh, number. Uh, yeah, Tage Thompson's been on a roll. I wouldn't talk anyone out of his props. I mentioned J.J. Paterka as well. Again, Vinny Hinnestroza, I'm coming back to the well with him because he's getting top-line opportunity with Thompson and Skinner right now for Buffalo. As far as Boston goes, um, there's a lot of people contributing right now, but they've got Marshawn, Bergeron, uh, Posternock, DeBrusque, uh, all contributing at a high level right now. Uh, you know, Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm are jumping into the play, it seems, a ton from the blue line. So you want to take a flyer on them to score a goal or get a point? I don't think that's the worst decision in the world either uh, for 
uh, props regarding the Boston Bruins. Yes, Keith Kincaid in net. I should mention, this is kind of a uh, an old man battle in net tonight uh, in this game. We've got Keith Kincaid for Boston uh, and Craig Anderson in net for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So that's your goaltending battle. And Kyle Ocposo, by the way, is out. Uh, tonight for the uh, Sabres as well. All right, next up, we continue along here. We've got Vancouver and Toronto. Uh, Toronto minus 175, minus 180. Uh, home favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Man, is it tough to lay, uh, or is it tough to take Vancouver right now uh, with the way they are struggling defensively? I like the over in this game uh, as well. Uh, that's probably what I'm going to stick to uh, when it's all said and done. I'd honestly take a shot with Vancouver if I had to. I'm not ready to lay minus 180 with the Leafs in this price range on a back-to-back, -back, even with no travel. It's still a rest advantage for Vancouver uh, because they played Montreal uh, on Wednesday night. In fact, they've had two days off prior to this game against Toronto, so it definitely is a rest advantage uh, for the Vancouver Canucks going into this game. Five straight overs as well for Vancouver. You know, they are scoring goals. I mean, they've scored eight, three, six, uh, in three of their last four. And they did get shut down by Montreal a bit, but man, it has been a struggle for Bruce Boudreaux's team to keep the puck out of the net. It's been a horror show season for Thatcher Demko too. Thatcher Demko hasn't gotten great support from his blue line either. Make no mistake about it. I mean, this is this, this is a below average NHL blue line. I'm going to rhyme off the names that are playing right now on this blue line for Vancouver. Oliver Lawson Tossum's game, Oliver Ekman Larson, it's gone in the tank as far as I'm concerned. He's had a dreadful year, and he didn't have a great year last year either. Tyler Myers, you know, one good night, one bad night. I think Luke Shen's actually played his ass off for this Vancouver team. He's actually been one of their better defensemen. And no disrespect to Luke Shen. You know, plays hard. But he's one of your best defensemen that you got issues. Quinn Hughes has been in injured, and then when he does come back, still some struggles in his own end, even though we know he's got the skating ability and the power play ability, the shot, all that. And you've been interchanging the likes of Kyle Burroughs, Riley Stillman, Jack Rathbone, who's still very young, and Ethan Bear, you know, in your depth defense roles. I mean, that's just not a great NHL caliber blue line right now uh, for the Vancouver Canucks or uh, elite level NHL blue line. Certainly it's not anywhere close to that. I think you'll see goals. Eric Schalgren, you wonder if the workload, you wonder if people kind of scouting his tendencies and, you know, finding his weaknesses is starting to get to him a little bit. Because I thought, you know, one or two of those goals that he gave up to Pittsburgh last night, not the greatest goals to give up. And he has, he, he has given the Leafs everything you could ask for so far. But you wonder if the book is out on him a little bit more now because there's more film, there's more uh, ability to see the way he has played uh, here so far for uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So you wonder if maybe uh, a, a better scouting report is out there for teams to see exactly how to attack him uh, in terms of, uh, you know, attack him and, and find his weaknesses. So that's definitely something to keep in mind here uh, about uh, Eric Schalgren, that as more teams face him, he might be uh, uh, in tougher to make those key saves uh, against uh, opposing teams. As far as the... Um, uh, let me just see here. As far as the total goes, I like the over. As far as the props go, uh, that's what I meant to say. Spencer Martin, by the way, will be in net for Vancouver. Uh, as far as the props go, I'm I'm going to roll back with the same three players I talked about yesterday. I know uh, I'm kind of mad that I didn't take Zach Aston Reese. I'm former Penguin. Uh, you knew he'd want to make an impact, but he only plays on the fourth line. You're never so sure if those guys are going to contribute offensively, but he did uh, for the Leafs last night. But I'm going to come back to Kerfoot on the top line, Robertson on the second line, and going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali Yarncroke. And he almost scored last night 
for uh, the Leafs. He had a great chance. He was stoned by Casey DeSmith uh, on a couple, and I think he got his own rebound, and DeSmith stopped him too. So he had a couple of chances last night. Uh, it's not Petrozelli up Bull Buddy's Nerfic. No Petrozelli tonight for the Leafs. They thought maybe Keith Petrozelli, the guy that's been called up from the Marlies, would get the start tonight. He isn't. It's uh, Eric Schalgren again uh, on the second night of back to back games. So, and that's all the more reason I like the over because I could see him, you know, on a back to back, it's not easy for goaltenders. So I like over six and a half here with the uh, Canucks uh, and the Leafs. Yeah, Kuzmenko for Vancouver. Bo Horvat's on fire. You're not getting great value, but. It's hard not to bet Bo Horvat right now. Uh, the captain has certainly done all he can offensively uh, to help out this uh, Vancouver team. All right, next up as we continue along, we've got Arizona and New Jersey. Uh, the next game on the card, New Jersey minus 320, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Look, I'm now playing with house money with this Arizona team. That's the way I see it with this game. Uh, and I, I said I wouldn't bet against New Jersey until they lose, but I'm. Like I said, I'm playing with house money. I, I've been very impressed with the team defense of the Coyotes on this road trip, shutting out the Islanders, you know, come, beating Washington last weekend. Uh, it's I, I've been impressed with what I've seen from them for the most part uh, going into this a matchup here against the uh, Devils. Six and a half the total. I mean, I think Arizona could, could shock New Jersey here. I mean, New Jersey is going to have a leveling off at some point. While they're looking extremely good, good right now they're not going to win every game the rest of the way and this is finally a team that we've seen now multiple examples Arizona their checking has been excellent you know their defensive play on this road trip's been very good Karel Vamelka has been uh getting better and better in between the pipes coming off a sh that shutout win uh, against the New York Islanders and he's already been confirmed uh, as the uh, goaltender here tonight uh, for the Arizona Coyotes in this game um and now New Jersey's got multiple issues with their goaltending. Mackenzie Blackwood was already on IR, although, like I've said many times, I don't really miss him. He, he's not someone that I trust uh, from, from a consistency perspective. But now you've got Vitek Vanacek day-to-day. He left Thursday's game because of an injury. He stopped 17 of 20 shots in that game against Ottawa. Thomas Shabbat collided with him in the second period. Akira Schmid had to uh, take over. Uh, in that game, and Akira Schmidt is potentially going to be the goaltender here uh, if Vanacek is not ready to go uh, in between the pipes tonight for uh, the New Jersey Devils. So uh, the way I look at this here is, look, we've got New Jersey laying a ridiculous price now. For as well as they've played, we're not ready to lay minus 320 prices with New Jersey. Come on. Are we, are we really ready to do that for as good as they've played? Um, and look, they just barely got by Ottawa. I like what I'm seeing from the Coyotes right here. You can get as high as plus 280 right now with them. Uh, like I said, I've already cashed a plus 250 with them against Washington, a plus 245 with Arizona on this road trip against the Islanders. I've already got two big plus money winners in my pocket. If I lose tonight taking Arizona again, so be it but I'm not passing up this value with a team that has clearly come together, found their identity. Like I said on the show yesterday with Alex, they found their identity, play tight, you know, play low scoring, play conservative hockey. And that's our pathway to victory right now. That will be put to the test tonight against this high flying New Jersey team, which has four lines that can definitely score uh, goals right now. They can get offense from everywhere right now in this lineup. But uh, I definitely think Arizona is a live dog. The way they played on this road trip, uh, they can ob obviously have a shot to get the job done here tonight. And that's all I'm asking for. 
You know, they're four and one in their last five games. That's all I'm asking for here. And again, we're talking about a team that was a plus 250 dog at Washington, one plus 210 dog at Buffalo, one plus 250 dog against the Islanders on the road, won that game. Yeah, I like Arizona here. They're worth the shot once again at plus 280 uh, in this one. Props, you're right. Lawson Krause uh, has been uh, pretty good. Uh, of late for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I wouldn't talk you out of that. I always mention Nick Ritchie as well, who's been solid for them. Dylan Gunther's moved up to the top line. That kid's got offensive flair. Maybe you look in his direction. New Jersey, I mean, I don't know how much New Jersey's going to score against suddenly this tight-checking Arizona team that's played great defense on this trip uh, that they're on, but Fabian Zetterlin and Miles Wood uh, are the two obvious candidates value-wise for New Jersey player pros. Miles Wood's been great. Like he's playing on the fourth line. He's still finding a way to score a goal. It seems most nights lately, and you can still get plus 400 in some spots for him to score a goal. So that to me looks like the uh, a good value here for New Jersey. Fabian Zetterlin, like I said, on the top line has been making an impact. So I definitely don't mind that either looking toward him uh, in this game from a goal scorer prop standpoint. All right, Columbus and the New York Islanders. Uh, next game on the uh, slate, we've got uh, the Islanders minus 255, minus 260 uh, home favorites, uh, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, no, I'm not taking Columbus, but again, from a momentum standpoint, a team that was struggling, team that wasn't playing good hockey, uh, and they get the win the other night against Philadelphia to snap that skid. Maybe they go on a little bit of a run. I'm certainly not laying minus 260 uh, with the Islanders tonight, but I do think they'll probably bounce back and win. They're still a better hockey team right now than the Columbus Blue Jackets. And there's a bunch of injuries that are mounting for Columbus when it's all said and done. Uh, Voracek's on IR. Sean Corrali, your key depth centerman, is out. You've already put Danforth on IR recently. Adam Boquist is on IR. Blankenberg is on IR. Zach Wierenski is probably done for the season or damn near close to it. Very tough news to hear about that. Uh, Wierenski, probably the best defenseman, uh, one of the most important defensemen by far, an experienced defenseman that Columbus still has, and he's out now indefinitely. Tessier's out. Erica Branson left the game due to injury the other night, and he's out as well uh, for the uh, Blue Jackets in this game tonight. So a lot of injuries, especially on the blue line, starting to mount. I mean, you're talking about Blankenberg on IR. Wierenski is out. Boquist's on IR. Good Branson is out. You know, I probably you know what I might bet here in this game? I might bet an Islander team total over, believe it or not, in this game. Because certainly you're going to look to see them bounce, want to bounce back after the Arizona game. I also think, look, a lot of teams are going to be flat as a pancake, lethargic as can be, you know, when they play the New York Islanders this year. Or sorry, when they play the Arizona Coyotes this year. That's just the way it's going to be. You know, you just don't get up for a team that's consensus thought to be one of the worst teams in the NHL. Even though on this road trip, Arizona hasn't played that way. So I think that played a part in it, why the Islanders were just so out of it the other night against Arizona. But I think in this game here, we'll see uh, this uh, New York Islanders team bounce back offensively. The team total is three and a half minus 130 uh, in a couple of books. I don't mind that look. Uh, Columbus is still very shaky defensively. Corpusalo was good against the Flyers, better performance from him, but... Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. It'll be his third straight start. Again, he was better against Philadelphia, but let's see how he fares here against the uh, Islanders who, you know, off a shutout loss, you would think, hey, we got to get our, our offense in gear and, and get our goal scoring back on track. So the Islander team total over three and a half. I might get there with a, a smaller size bet on that, uh, but uh, certainly I prefer that than laying the minus 260 
uh, with the Islanders. You'd rather lay minus 130. In my opinion, you'd rather lay minus 130 on their team total over rather than minus 260 uh, with, uh, Colum- uh, with the New York Islanders here uh, on the money line. All right, next up, we've got the New York Rangers and Nashville Predators. Uh, the Rangers about minus 130 uh, road favorites uh, in this game in Music City. Uh, the total right now sitting at six uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. I like the Rangers here. I do. Uh, Rangers have been struggling. Uh, Rangers are not, you know, haven't been playing great hockey. Uh, they've had some head scratching losses uh, of late. They lost to Columbus, a game to Columbus. They lost to San Jose. Uh, one game earlier this year, they had that loss to Detroit where they gave up a 2-0 lead at home last weekend. But boy, they sure made up and they blew a lead against the Islanders as well uh, earlier this week at Madison Square Garden. Really not playing great, just finding ways to lose games. And then all of a sudden, Detroit, they're in a battle uh, in Detroit the other night. And then all of a sudden, the floodgates opened for the Rangers. It was just an outburst, 6-0 in the third period uh, in favor of the Rangers. And they end up winning 8-2. Uh, Halak and net for uh, the New York Rangers tonight. I figured they would give him this start uh, against um, Nashville. Um, I still like the Rangers, though, honestly. I mean, Nashville's horrible right now. They're not playing good hockey. They're One night they can't score, and one night they can't defend. <laughs> That's basically what we've seen repeatedly from Nashville, but uh, they're 2-4 and four in their last six games. They lost the last two games of their road trip against Seattle and Colorado. They only get one day off following that a five-game road trip through Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, and Colorado. One day off, and you know how I have talked about this with Alex, how it is a big difference getting just one day prior to your first home game following a long road trip and then getting two days or three days uh, following uh, that road trip for your first home game. There's a huge difference. I mean, your gas tank, there's definitely – uh, I think a situation where, you know, you just are a little bit fresher, a little bit more adept to play good hockey and not make mistakes when you have more time off, more days off before that first home game uh, following that a long road trip. And you don't have that with Nashville. You were in Colorado the other night, the Mile High City in altitude, and you're turning around and playing less than 48 hours later. This is a, a tough spot, I think, for Nashville. And you know what I think about sometimes these teams that are going through a little bit of a rough spot or a rough time of it, they get that win, and sometimes one win turns into two, turns into three, kind of like we might see with Pittsburgh. Uh, they've turned a losing streak into two wins in a row. Maybe you get that from the uh, New York Rangers as well. Um, as far as the total goes, yeah, I mean, the over, I you know, Rangers have played to the over suddenly, three of the last four. I'd lean that way as far as the total goes in this game. Maybe have a small play on that as well, but I prefer even more than the total, the New York Rangers side here, minus 130. I think it's a playable price. They're certainly the better of these two teams still than Nashville, in my opinion, even despite some up and down play of late. I still think the Rangers are the better of these two teams. Uh, we'll go with New York here in this game. As far as props go, uh, definitely keep an eye on the Rangers line combinations because they have been changing uh, on a day-in, day-out basis. Uh, Gerard Gallant's been trying to find combinations that work. I mean, the last game he shifted Lafreniere and Kako uh, down the lineup a little bit. And to be honest with you, the moves paid off because they finally got their offense rolling against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Jimmy VC on the top line, I think, is great value. Uh, he scored the other night. They've moved Julian Gauthier uh, up to the second line for the New York Rangers. Uh, those are guys I would absolutely target here uh, from a goal scorer prop standpoint. VC on the top line. Julian Gauthier for the Rangers moving up to the uh, second line 
tonight for them. Gauthier's prop is plus 700 at some spots, honestly, plus 750 at Caesars. And uh, Jimmy VC on the top line, he's plus 470 right now at FanDuel. Uh, and plus 450 and even plus 500, BetMGM, Caesars. Are you kidding me? Jimmy Vesey's on the top line now. He's plus 500 uh, to score a goal. And he scored against Detroit uh, the other night uh, in that game. So bargain bin special to the tits right there, as far as I'm concerned, with uh, Jimmy Vesey there. I mean, he's just uh, getting more ice time. Top line paid off two points. He got an assist, too, on one of the other Ranger goals. And he's had two four two four shots on goal. Uh, in the last four games. So he's had multiple shots on goal as well uh, in four straight games for the Rangers. So at plus 500, VC to score. My goodness, how do you pass that up uh, as far as I'm concerned uh, with that kind of value? All right, <clears throat> next up as we continue along here on this Saturday card, uh, we've got the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we've got Colorado minus 125 home favorites, six and a half the total in this one. I'm on Colorado in this game and I'm on the over here as well. I mean, their home games continue to blaze over the total. I mean, they were before they went to uh, Finland and of course, first game back against uh, Nashville, that game flies over the total. So six and a half, even at six, these six and a halfs here with Colorado lately, uh, we've been seeing their home games soaring over the total. I think we probably get more of the same here uh, in this game. Remember their offense got cooled down a little bit uh, when they played, um, you know, on the road uh, against the Islanders, you know, they started to, you know, have played play to some unders on that road trip. But yeah, here on home ice and the 5-3 against Nashville game goes over the total. Uh, you saw 4-3 with Winnipeg over the total uh, as well uh, in their last home stand. Uh, they've been scoring goals. They've been able to on home ice. Carolina, to me, you look at this hockey team, they've suddenly gone over three of the last five. They're off that big win against Edmonton 7-2, to two, but Edmonton was just lousy defensively. Uh, Jack Campbell had a rough night in terms of uh, goaltending for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. You really look at Carolina outside of that. The Buffalo game they won, but again, they got outplayed early. It could have been a different story. They barely beat Tampa in a shootout, barely beat Washington in a shootout, barely beat Philly uh, in overtime, lose to the uh, New York Islanders. They barely beat Vancouver, who was struggling at the time, uh, lose to Calgary. I mean, they aren't doing anything easily necessarily. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, at this point in time. Uh, so, uh, and Colorado on this home ice has been uh, pretty good once again uh, this year. Carolina, we'll see if the, how they fare here in this game. But goaltending matchup, it looks like it's going to be Ronta projected but not confirmed, and Alexander Georgiev for uh, Colorado projected but not confirmed. The one concern I would have here, and by the way, we've got some injuries mounting both teams. Uh, Tavo Teravainen out for Carolina. Freddie Anderson on IR still, so probably will be anti-Ranta in net tonight for them. Uh, Colorado, though, they've got a couple injuries mounting on the blue line. We know Bowen Byram's been out for a while, day-to-day. -day. Sam Girard now as well, a day-to-day -day for the uh, Avalanche. So that also is a little bit of a concern here in this one. But uh, I lean Colorado, and I, I like this over as well at six and a half. Again, with the Avalanche, we've seen these home games really play with some serious uh, pace for them. As far as the uh, prop market goes, Carolina in this game, Marty Natchez up to the top line, Jesper Faust up to the second line. There's a change in the lineup for Rod Brindamore. Elevations up the lineup, Natchez to the top line, Faust to the second line. I've been betting Natchez a lot this year anyway. And keep riding Marty Natchez over the shots on goal prop. I mean, it has been remarkable uh, how much it's cashed. It finally actually stayed under uh, against Edmonton 
But I, before that, he had gone over two and a half shots in six straight games. It still might be worth a look there. The over shots on goal with Natchez for Carolina. Jesper Faust is going up the lineup uh, here to the second line. He's probably going to have some uh, player prop value for uh, Carolina tonight. Uh, as far as Colorado goes, Logan O'Connor is actually someone that's really heating up, and he's only on the third line with straight out of Comfer, JT Comfer and Andrew Cogliano. Uh, but Logan Connor now has three, four goals in the last three games, and he's on a three-game goal-scoring streak. So he scored in three straight games, four goals in those three games. Absolutely a good value, a player prop to score tonight for Colorado, Logan O'Connor. Uh, with the way he has suddenly been ripping it up offensively. You can get Logan O'Connor plus 500, BetMGM plus 500, DraftKings, terrific price. Uh, and like I said, for Carolina, I'd look at Natchez. I'd look at um, Jesper Faust, who is plus 600 in some spots. I mean, plus 475, plus 500, plus 600. Those are the prices we're talking about with Jesper Faust, who's going to be likely playing on the second line tonight for the Carolina Hurricanes. And again, with Tara Vinen out, that's why we've got this line juggling with the top six forward group right now for the Hurricanes. So looks like the projected lines are Svechnikov, Aho, Natchez, the top line, Jarvis, Kotkaniemi, and Faust, uh, the second line right now for uh, Carolina. So that's where we're at there with uh, Carolina and Colorado. Uh, pretty good prop game as well, just based on, you know, undervalued, under-the-radar players that are stepping up right now uh, for both of these teams at the moment. All right, we've only got a few games left. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit the like button. We've got four games left on this card. Uh, next up, we will go to St. Louis and uh, Vegas. Uh, we've got uh, Vegas here, minus 230 uh, home favorites here as this win streak continues to roll along, six and a half the total. What a run it's been for the Golden Knights playing. Absolutely terrific hockey. There's no question about that. No denying that uh, whatsoever. Uh, Five-game Eastern road trip. Hey, most teams think uh, with that Eastern road trip, especially for West Coast teams, and it's vice versa for East teams out West, you think three and two or better, we're happy. We really like the way we, we, we're, we're happy with our results on a road trip like that if we go three and two. Well, Vegas ended up sweeping that road trip, 5-0, and beating Washington, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, and Buffalo uh, on that five-game uh, Eastern road trip. Now they return home uh, following that trip. And again, this is another situation, though, where they only get one day off following returning, following that final game of the road trip in Buffalo the other night. So you have to keep that in mind. Not a lot of turnaround time here for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. And they're playing a St. Louis Blues team. I don't know if they're back on track because it was uh, it was an ugly, wasn't a pretty win against San Jose the other night, a five to three a victory over the Sharks. Um, but you know it is a situation where St. Louis needed a win. They found a way to get it. Like I said, wasn't pretty. wasn't exactly a great team you were playing. That being said, with all due respect to uh, San Jose, they did turn around and beat Dallas last night, which was very surprising. But nevertheless, they needed a win in the worst way, snapping that eight-game losing streak. They do it. Uh, and now we'll see if they get a little momentum bump from it. I'm, I'm rolling the dice here to, from with the uh, St. Louis Blues in this spot. It's it's just not the right time. It's not the right spot to be laying 230. You know, as much as Vegas is playing great, think about how they swept that road trip, everybody feeling good. I'm sure there was some, 
not partying, but you know what I mean? I mean, you're indulging when you have a five-game sweep of your road trip. And that last game against Buffalo, that was a hotly contested game because of all the factors involved. You got former Vegas players playing for Buffalo, former Buffalo players uh, playing for Vegas right now, Jack Eichel in particular, and, and has that monster game, Patrick and four points uh, against his old team. Man, if there's ever a spot here where you're going to see them just crash and have a fucking clunker, I mean, this has, it's like those neon lights, you know, the neon lights, the neon signs, and it's just flashing in your eyes. This is flashing in my eyes, like flat spot, flat spots, flat spot, bad spot, bad spot, Vegas. You're off this great road trip. That Buffalo game was much anticipated, much hyped. Jack's return to Buffalo, all of that. You you end up handing it to Buffalo. Perfect road trip. You come home and now distractions with getting back to family and, you know, all the things that come with that. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a dubious spot for Vegas. They're better than St. Louis. Nobody's denying that. I mean, and it's difficult to fade Vegas right now with the way they're playing both ends of the ice. They're getting contribute. Eichel's playing great. Jonathan Marcheseau has been good. Chandler Stevenson has stepped up lately. Uh, Mark Stone playing. Riley Smith's been red hot. I mean, the defense has been good. Logan Thompson's been excellent. He's definitely got a shot to win the Calder trophy this year. Uh, as rookie of the year, there's no question uh, about it. But this is just bad spot written all over it potentially here for Vegas. And I think at this price, it's worth a shot on St. Louis uh, in this game, plus 200. Uh, and they did win in Vegas last year, I believe, when these two teams met head-to-head. I'm trying to look back. Yes, October 20th in Vegas. The only meeting in Vegas last year with the Blues and the Golden Knights. 3-1 to one win for St. Louis uh, on the road. So uh, I just think given the situationals in play, St. Louis getting a little momentum, you know, good vibes after the win to snap the losing streak. And Vegas just t- quick turnaround here. Uh, only less than 48 hours later, or 48 hours later, they're playing a home game after a long, lengthy road trip through the East and changing three time zones. Yeah, Blues, I think, are live here. I really think that. A uh, plus 200 here uh, in this game. I think given the given the situations involved, Vegas shouldn't be this high of a favorite. You could argue they should be minus 170, minus 180, not minus 230, especially when the situationals and the schedule is not in their favor, in my opinion, uh, for this game. As far as props go, I basically mentioned all the guys you could look at for Vegas. As far as St. Louis goes, you know, you've got uh, Robert Thomas centering the top line. So as long as that continues to be the case, I think there's value there. Brandon Saad has returned and made an impact offensively. So I don't mind that as well uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So those would be a couple props I'd consider on their side uh, in this game tonight. All right, we've got three games left. Uh, Next up uh, on the slate, we've got Winnipeg and Calgary. Uh, This is going to be the late hockey night in Canada game tonight. Calgary minus 165 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. I think this could be the night for Calgary, but am I going to lay minus 165? No. I'm not. And they're off a road trip and only one day off. So all those negative factors that I just talked about with Nashville and with Vegas uh, off their road trips, you know, they're also in play here with um, Calgary tonight, you know, only one day after ending their road trip in Boston. So a little bit of a tricky spot. And I like the way Winnipeg's playing right now, but um, Calgary deserves better than what we've seen. I've said this and a broken record, pretty much saying this day after day, show after show, the Calgary Flames deserve a better fate than what we've seen during this losing streak. There are games where they're absolutely outplaying their opponent. There are games when they have the better chances. They have the better territorial play. Uh, they have the puck more uh, than their opponent. 
uh, but they're just snake bit right now. They're not capitalizing on their chances, and every little mistake that they make defensively uh, is ending up in the back of their net. So that ends up being the issue right now with Calgary. And like I said, uh, I thought there was some value on them on the road trips, and, and I don't mind losing the, those bets with uh, uh, against Boston. I thought they played a good game. Again, they just could not score uh, a goal when they needed it, and the little mistakes ended up in their net. Um, they're going to turn it around. And then when they do get that win to snap the losing streak, I think they're going to go on a run. But I'm not laying minus 165 to see if this is the night they snap the streak. And like I said, Winnipeg's 6-1 and one in their last seven games. And don't look now, Winnipeg's first place in the Central Division. Not many people projected that before the season, but they're in a first-place tie with Dallas right now uh, in the Central Division. And Winnipeg is actually uh, first by default, even though they're tied in points. Winnipeg gets first because they've got two games in hand uh, on Dallas. They played two fewer games. So Winnipeg's playing some good hockey. 5-1 win against Dallas, 4-0 win against Chicago. They beat Montreal in overtime. Uh, they lose to Vegas in overtime 2-1. to one. The way Vegas is playing, uh, there's nothing to be uh, sad about or you know upset about with that, nothing to hang your he uh, head about uh, when it comes to losing to Vegas in a tight game the way the Golden Knights have played. Uh, so this is going to be a fascinating game. I don't have a strong take on it, side or total. This might be an under, believe it or not, here. Uh, Calgary struggling to score. You know Their defensive game wasn't bad on that road trip. They only gave up three goals to Boston. They only gave up three uh, to New Jersey, two straight unders for them. Uh, the Jets have been trending under, and we said right from the season preview show that Alex and I did with Rick Bonus here as the head coach, they want to kind of play tighter. They kind of want to clean up the defensive zone because they know that was an issue uh, last year for uh, the uh, Cal for the Winnipeg Jets was their defensive zone coverage. And obviously it's been better. They've paid attention to it. They've only given up a goal in their last two games combined. Uh, that's helped out in turn Connor Hellebuck. Uh, you know, he's getting better play in front of him. Uh, for the uh, Jets from their defensive uh, and their blue from their defense and their blue line. So I'd actually lean a little bit to the under Markstrom confirmed for Calgary and net don't have a confirmed goalie yet for Winnipeg, but you would assume it's going to be Connor Hallibuck tonight. Uh, all right. We've got two games left uh, uh, on this uh, Saturday card, Chicago and Anaheim next up. Uh, we've got Anaheim minus minus one forty home favorites, six and a half, the total in this game. I mean, just based on where the price is in this game, it's it's Chicago or pass. I can't lay a price. It would be the, if the roles were reversed, I'd say the same thing about Chicago. Can't lay minus 140 with Chicago. Right now, I can't lay minus 140 with Anaheim uh, in this game. Uh, but do you trust Chicago at the same point in time? That ends up being the uh, problem here uh, in this game. You, you want to bet Anaheim over? I certainly do. I lean over with Anaheim like I'd lean there every game. Now, finally, they had an under with Minnesota. But first of all, Minnesota's offense has been kind of quiet the last week or so. And second of all, you know, Anaheim played a better defensive team in Minnesota than what Chicago is uh, right now. The Blackhawks have really had a trouble finding the back of the net. They've gone under the total four straight games. One goal against the Islanders. Two goals in a win, albeit a win against L.A., an upset win. Shut out by Winnipeg, and then just one goal uh, in a loss to uh, L.A. Uh, in their last game, 2-1. to one. So uh, definitely it's been a struggle for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, to find the back of the net. So ugly game, I'd say stay away from it. I'd say bet props. You know, if you're going to do something with this game, maybe look at some player props. I keep going back to the well with uh, Max Comtois for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. He's on the top line. He's picked up his offense lately, playing with Zegras and Terry. 
uh, on that top line. So I don't mind a goal score prop with him. It's hard to bet a goal score prop with uh, the Blackhawks right now, but I continue to think Taylor Radish is the guy that's the most undervalued forward for goal scorer props right now uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks scored in the last game uh, against the LA Kings. He's getting, you know, two, four shots on goal in, in a lot of games recently. So uh, definitely those are a couple player props I would look at here. Uh, first period over, it looks like for Alex B. Smith in this game. Uh, hopefully Chicago can get there. It's kind of like the um, Minnesota Anaheim game where Minnesota was struggling to score going into the Anaheim game and they got four against them. This, this whole, this should be potentially the defense that cures what's ailing this struggling Chicago offense, which again, the last four games, they've been held to two goals or less. Could this be the night they explode potentially uh, in this game against Anaheim? So uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see, you know what I might look at too. And Alex, uh, just because what well, look, look at what we saw with Minnesota, right? They scored four goals. They had been shut out uh, in a couple of games before that. Maybe you can look at a team total over for Chicago uh, in this game. That might be something to consider. That might be something worth your while here uh, in this game. Cause you look at the team total for Chicago here, it's two and a half. Now it's with juice. It's around minus minus one fifty eight at pinnacle. You do have to lay a price with that, but might be worth it to get the two and a half. I mean, just asking Chicago to score three goals tonight against Anaheim may not be asking a lot uh, when it's all said and done. Soderblom, by the way, is uh, confirmed already in net. We think it'll be Gibson for Anaheim. Uh, Soderblom, of course, uh, gave up three goals uh, against uh, Winnipeg in his last art. He didn't play the LA game uh, the other night, but we'll be back in net. Uh, he's been solid so far, 2.76 goals against average, 924 save percentage. But as Alex says in the chat, I have my doubts that this is going to be something that he'll be able to sustain uh, for a long period of time. So I haven't bet anything yet. I think I might move on the Blackhawks over team total two and a half. That like just asking any team to get three goals against Anaheim these days doesn't sound like we're asking for too much. All right. Final game uh, of this massive, massive Saturday slate, Detroit Red Wings and the Los Angeles Kings uh, in LA. We've got uh, the Kings here minus two thirty. Uh, home favorites, six being the total in this game. Um, you know what? I'm awfully tempted by Detroit here. Detroit off an embarrassing third period against the uh, New York Rangers. At the end of that homestand, they're getting a big number here. Uh, the LA Kings, the last few games, I don't know what it is, but LA's looked a little, I don't know, either tired, lethargic, disinterested. I don't know what it is, but these last few games, I mean, <sighs> You know, they lose to Chicago 2-1 to one in overtime. They come home in a one nothing slog of a game against Minnesota. They do get the win there. And they beat Chicago the next game, too. But again, 2-1 to one in overtime. Had to rally from a, giving up the first goal to win that game. You know, it hasn't been, you know, a, a, a dominant three games. It hasn't been a, the best three games, in my opinion, from the LA Kings here the last three games. And with this Detroit team off, one of their worst losses of the season. Detroit hasn't had uh, a ton of games like, well, they had the Buffalo game like that. And I think that's worth mentioning how they got bombed in the Buffalo game on October 31st, Halloween night, eight to three. You always look for how do these teams respond? How do they play when they don't have a good game and they get blown out? Well, they responded very well after that loss to uh, uh, Buffalo eight, three turned around and beat Washington three to one. And then they uh, ripped off three wins in a row following that 8-3 defeat 
against Buffalo. So we've seen evidence where this young Red Wings team off a horrible game, they play a lot better the next time out. I think you could do a lot worse on this card than uh, taking a shot with Detroit here at around plus 200 uh, against the uh, LA Kings in this spot. And keep in mind, yes, LA did beat Detroit uh, in Detroit earlier this year, last month in October, 5-4 in overtime for the uh, LA Kings. It's not like the... uh, the LA Kings uh, dominated that game. Uh, Detroit played them tough. Uh, Detroit's coming off a you know a, a terrible game, and we've seen evidence of this team being able to respond, being able to bounce back strong after a bad game. You know, and uh, to be honest with you, this team, you tell me that they're seven and seven on the year. Uh, definitely, I would have said, you know what, that's pretty good. I'm sure Derek Lalonde. I'm sure many on this team will take it. Uh, and look, they've had. Some injuries up front lately. Matt Luff was put on IR. They haven't even had Robbie Fabry yet this year. Tyler Bertuzzi's been out for a while. Zadina has been out for a while. Jacob Braun is on IR. Uh, Elmer Soderblom, uh, Arvid's brother, uh, day-to-day uh, for the Red Wings. And yet, here they are still 500. Wait till they get some of the forwards back. Um, I think they're live here. I do. I mean, it's not like LA's winning games easily or comfortably uh, these last few games. So, um, I'm going to look toward Detroit here. And the thing that's going to help Detroit a little bit here, again, uh, is the fact, again, off that uh, 8-2 shellacking against the Rangers, I think you get focus from them here uh, in this game. And L.A., this is the last game of this homestand. They've won the first two, and then they go on the road for a massive, massive road trip against some good teams after this. Calgary, Edmonton in particular. Uh, Vancouver, not so much. But, yeah, they start the Western Canadian road trip after this L.A. Do they bring their best here against Detroit? I think Detroit will, and that's all I that's all I can ask for here, plus 200. So I'm going to take a shot with the Red Wings here at this underdog price in this game. As far as goal score props, Pew Suter continues to be value, in my opinion, on the top line with Larkin and Raymond. I don't mind that whatsoever uh, for the uh, Red Wings uh, in terms of goal score prop. Uh, for L.A., Gabe Velarde, of course. I don't even have to say it anymore. <laughs> Gabe Velarde definitely has been outstanding continues to be uh, a breakout season for him for the uh, LA Kings. I, I, I also noticed that Blake Lazat, Kaliev, Brunstrom, Kapari get chances have been, you know, getting their opportunities, if not their goals. So you might be able to sprinkle on some of those players as well for the LA Kings for value. But no, I think Detroit's got a shot here, plus 200 uh, at this kind of underdog price. All right, there we go. That is the Saturday card, uh, a loaded slate. Lots of good opportunities, lots of fascinating games here on the slate. Thank everybody that either watches the Ice Guys show live on YouTube or listens to the podcast. If you're watching live on YouTube, hit the like button. Uh, We appreciate that very much. Make sure to check out patreon.com slash iceguys. It's just $10 a month. Uh, We've got all kinds of great content there. Our daily Ice Guys betting card gets posted there. Uh, We've got uh, bonus content, goalie charts, totals charts, uh, and more. uh, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. We'll definitely be doing a lot more bonus content as once we get past November and football winds down, we're just it's it's we're swamped right now. As you can see, Alex is under the weather, so we will ramp up the bonus content as time goes on. And certainly, once we get into the new year, we are going to have a lot of bonus content. So worth your while for just ten dollars a month, very reasonable price to sign up at Patreon.com/slash/IceGuys. Uh, uh, all right, it is time for best bets to wrap up this edition of the show. Alex B. Smith is in the chat. Even though he's not on the show, he's in the chat, and he's given us his best bet. It's Vancouver-Toronto, first period, over two, plus 110. Uh, That is Alex's best bet here. Canucks-Leafs, first period over uh, for his best bet on this uh, Saturday card. 
my best bet here for this Saturday card, uh, tough decision, uh, lots to choose from here uh, on this Saturday slate uh, when it comes to uh, the games. But I'm going to go with the New York Rangers here, minus 130 against Nashville. Only one day following the long road trip for Nashville. Yeah, Halak and Net, but uh, but it's not like Shesterkin has been at his best. He hasn't been horrible, Shesterkin, but he hasn't been at his absolute A plus game, A plus level uh, here uh, of late for the uh, Predators. Rangers snapped the losing streak, and I think this is an opportunity for them to build on that. Uh, the road record's actually not bad; they're four and two on the road. Nashville, this used to be such a great home ice for them. Music City, the place was rocking. Now it's half empty, and they're only two and four uh, at home this year. So let's go with the Rangers here. You're not going to get the Rangers at this kind of price against a team. I think they're clearly better than very often. So uh, New York Rangers minus 130 against Nashville. Uh, that's going to be my best bet for this Saturday card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Again, hit the like button on the way out. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Yes, it's down to even money, uh, the Rangers. Now, actually, I should say that minus 110, minus 115 is what we're getting with the Rangers. The betting markets have reacted to Yaro Halak being in net instead of um, Igor Shosturkin. I don't mind it. I still like the Rangers here uh, in this game. Just Nashville struggling and not in an advantageous spot, obviously, off a road trip with only one day off uh, in between. Um, but thank you, everyone, for joining us. Great comments, great interaction in the chat. Uh, always fun doing these massive Saturday shows with the big card. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday. Noon Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.